Hello, Summoners. Welcome to another episode of Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Ilya Alador, and I'll be your Phaeologist today. And recently, in fact, earlier today, I was watching Halos' 1,300 orb summoning session for Legendary Salka, where he uh, he did get many copies of almost everyone in the banner. Uh, but he did get his, his plus 10 Salka. And, and while I was watching uh, in the chat, Salem, who is a fan of the show, mentioned how he was expecting another episode of Phaeology to come out soon. And I realized it has been a couple of days, and I do have one episode ready to record. So I figured I would go ahead and do that now. That way you could all have it, and we could get our first episode of 2020 out of the way. So I'm happy to announce the brand new entrance of a new segment into the show. Uh, we have the still-running Heroic Grail tier list. And uh, I am working on the new units who've been added to that. That video should be up sometime soon, hopefully. But I'm also going to introduce a new one. It is a legendary and mythic hero tier list. And that is a lot more difficult than the Heroic Grail one is. The Heroic Grail tier list really only has to look into skills available for foddering, you know, the occasional preferred weapon, and uh, some exclusive things like that, like uh, other personal skills or... Uh, stat lines that are especially good, things like that. But the Legendary and Mythic Hero tier list is significantly harder. It has to go into a lot of different things, um, such as what boosts are best, be it attack or speed or defense resistance, um, the ability to count towards 175 BST in Arena and use pair-up, or the different Mythic effects, such as you um, increasing lift gained during... AR wins, or the lift lost during defense losses. Lots of things like that have to go into this. Um, in addition to that, what different um, types of blessings are really heavy in good good uh, mythic or legendary boosts versus the ones that are uh, kind of lacking such good choices. Uh, for instance, say Wind has a bunch of really bad <laughs> legendary heroes in it, then the ones with good effects and good stats are going to be even better because they're going to be more viable than would normally be needed because they are the better options for their specific uh, blessing type. So uh, I, I only say Wind because that is the case, as you will see here. Um, but yeah, just so you know, there's all those things to go into that, and that's only... Um, Legendary and Mythic bonuses. There's also uh, at least one personal skill on every single person here, as well as um, usually uh, they all have a preferred weapon as well. Not all of them, not all of the preferred weapons are unique to this legendary hero, but they all do have some sort of preferred weapon and at least one unique skill. So I'm not really looking at fodder here. I'm more looking at uh, things that make them all individually unique, and then trying to objectively rate what is the most and least important um, factors to consider when determining the objective value of a legendary or mythic hero. So this is this is way bigger than the heroic list, even though technically it's significantly smaller because there's fewer units on it. It is a lot more difficult to work on. So I'm doing that, though, and so far I have some of B and C tier done, and all of D tier done. So I figured let's go ahead and do D tier. So I have, um, for D tier, I consider the lowest 
uh, worst performing legendary heroes. There are no mythics here. All the mythics will be higher. But there are four legendary heroes here I consider to be the bottom of the barrel. And those are Guntra, Fjorm, Female Grima, and Lin. Not necessarily in that order. So why do I think Guntra, Fjorm, Female Grima, and Lin are the bottom of the tier list? Well, they are some of the oldest legendaries. Um, flat out, their stats don't really hold up. For example, Fjorm has really poor offensive stats, not being um, really strong and kind of slow to, re to reliably combat ranged opponents. And it's becoming an even bigger and bigger problem as uh, modern units have more attack, more speed, more defenses. So these legendaries are not the best, and their gimmicks are pretty poor. So I, individually, Lin is probably the very worst. Now, with her legendary effect, granting attack buffs to wind allies is actually a really solid buff. It's, it's one of the most reliable buffs you can be granted from a legendary hero. However, past that, she really falls apart. While she's good at increasing the attack of her allies, her own attack is pathetic at base 31. And uh, that, by the way, that is the second lowest attack stat of any legendary or mythic hero. Uh, it only beats out legendary Azura, a dancer, well, singer, who has 30. So 31 is really bad. And uh, she, since she has a uh, preferred weapon that's a bow, she only gets an additional 14 points of might uh, because melee weapons have 16 range to 14 so her numbers are not that good. More than her attack, though, especially considering the one I got is minus attack, <laughs> um, her speed of 36, while good, isn't exactly going to save her, and it's getting worse as time goes on as speed becomes is becoming less and less of an issue in the game. Uh, and the, the max speed of the opponents we'll be fighting seems to be increasing with every legendary hero they add. So... It, it isn't a ton to talk about, and her defensive capabilities are almost next to none. They are really bad. Uh, so her unique weapon, Swift Mule Gear, and her Laws of Sakae are the two skills she has. Um, Swift, Swift Mule Gear is actually a really solid weapon. It grants resistance plus three and, of course, uh, effectiveness against fire since it's a bow. And it has an additional effect of plus five to attack and speed uh, situationally if she has more allies within two spaces than foes which is not too hard to use. Laws of Sakae also follows this, granting plus 4 to all stats with the same requirement, except Laws of Sakae only functions in the enemy phase. As a unit with such bad defensive capabilities, whose only real redeeming factor is not half-bad speed, being forced into enemy phase to run an exclusive skill is, is really bad. It, it makes it to where her nature is conflicted, not working well in either phase, and as such, generally failing in both. This isn't to say she's useless, but out of all the legendary or mythic fighters, she comes close when you compare them to the rest. This list will allow for some slight skill inheritance, and it's worth noting that better skills can really help her out if you make sure to focus on the player phase, but it won't help enough for her to crawl out of the barrel that she lives in the bottom of. Lynn is just probably the worst. So... Um, for the second worst, I was having a hard time deciding, uh, so I decided to go with female Grima. <clears throat> but uh, that, that could be something that is debated. So female Grima is not at all what I thought she was originally. When she first came out, I assumed she'd be akin to male Grima, the green armored unit. How wrong I was. Female Grima is a flying dragon, which means she takes effective damage from bows and other effectively flying weapons. 
but also from any Naga refined units, falchions, Naga tomes, or any of the many other weapons that have effectiveness against dragons. Honestly, dragons used to be the most scary units to fight, but we've gotten so many dragon-killing weapons added that now the dragon meta is scary the opposite way. It's really dangerous to be a dragon. So down to specifics, she offers uh, a speed bonus, which, while it can be nice for many units, it is far from optimal. Speed bonuses are unreliable, since unlike attack, defense, or resistance, there's a point where having more speed won't do you any good, be it your speed too low to take advantage of the bonus, or so high that nothing can contest it. There's a very narrow window where a few extra points of speed will seriously affect the outcome of any given battle, and so, while no blessing is perfect, speed is one of the lesser ones, I think. Grima has 32-35 for her offensive spread, which, while not horrible, doesn't compare well to most people on this particular list. Her defenses are also shaky, with a higher being defense at a mere 30. Uh, so mixed bulk is overall low, unimpressive offensive stats, and legendary boost that is subpar. Of all the Earth heroes, Grima is the worst, and her legendary boost is the same. Bottom tier is the only place for this fell dragon. So the only one I wasn't, other sh I wasn't sure about making the second worst, I eventually went with Female Grima, but I also been, had been considering Gunthra. Gunthra is probably second, uh, second or third worst, uh, in my opinion. Being a ranged cavalry unit, she has access to things like cavalry emblem buffs, and, and of course a very high area of effect. But unfortunately, she doesn't offer much more than that. Her BST is very low because of these same factors, and it leaves her with not enough to go around. Specifically, she has base 62 magical bulk, which is 6 more than her physical bulk, by the way, and her speed rests at a middling 33, and her attack is 31, which is really, really low for legendaries. The one thing that saves her from being Lintir is having what I consider to be superior skills. She grants resistance to allies as her effect, but her Blizzard Tome, in addition to buffing her res by 3, also grants Gunther the ability to increase her damage output by the amount of debuffs on her opponents. While basing your performance off enemy factors is risky, she does fairly well given her other personal skill is Chilling Seal, which debuffs the attack and speed of enemies by 6 if they have the lowest defense on their team. It can stack uh, onto multiple units if they all share the same lowest defense, and it makes fighting them easier for all of Gunther's allies as well. Her stats are poor and her skills, while not terrible, don't add a ton. For those reasons, Gunther sits in D tier. Fjorm is the last unit in D tier, and I think there's a few things that need to be dispelled for this list to move forward. Yes, she's a free unit, but this doesn't really have a bearing on where she is being ranked. Just because everyone has her, and she is often used in free-to-play guides, doesn't necessarily mean that she's one of the better legendaries. It's more because since everyone has her, she is sort of a basic building block of a lot of free-to-play teams. She is not, however, actually that good. All her stats are in the low 30s, <laughs> which is not a recipe for success. Uh, her HP is technically 39, uh, which isn't low 30s, but it's still 30s. And while the speed boon she grants uh, water allies isn't useless, it's arguably a lot more situational than nearly any other boost. Her personal weapon is another classic 16 might distant counter weapon you'll see fairly often, uh, especially on this list. And her only other unique skill is her special Ice Mirror, which reduces damage uh, from ranged opponents by from 30% for one single hit, and boost damage by the amount it was reduced on next attack. It's not fantastic, and while it is a nice small boost to her defenses and her attack output, 
her stats are really uncompetitive and nothing she has is really special except for special, which isn't always enough and doesn't always do anything. So there we go. We have covered bottom tier. We have covered Lynn, female Grima, Gunthra, and Fjorm. But like I said, I'll be working on this list with the people in the Research and Development Discord server very much. Um, I'm very much not wanting to do all the work on this by myself because it's going to be a real pain and it's going to be a lot of scripting to do. So if you'd like to go ahead and have a hand with that, I'll leave a uh, invite code to the Discord server in the show notes of this episode, uh, along with all the usual notes that go in all the usual episodes. So thank you all so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you're looking forward to the other four tiers. I'm looking very much forward to getting them done because it means I'll be done with the project, but also because I think it'll be a fun topic. That'll be nice for us to think about. Um, if you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do that at our subreddit of r slash You can also email the show directly at phaeology at, at gmail.com or ilialadur at gmail.com. If you'd like to chat with me, you can do so on Discord at ilialador hashtag 1130. Wrong. That was my old one. Ilialador hashtag 3320. There we go. Remember, you can send us your voice messages to Anchor. It is a lot of fun to hear what you have to say. You can do this at anchor.fm slash phaeology slash message. Lastly, if you appreciate the show and want to support it, you can do that through Anchor at anchor.fm slash phaeology to show your phaeology spirit for as little as a dollar a month. I hope you all have a wonderful day and schedule another appointment with your phaeologists real soon. Take care.